Hello and welcome back to the final episode of series two of Art on a Podcast. I hope it's been as fun for you listening as it's been for me. I've really enjoyed chatting away about the work and practices of so many terrific artists um, with the artists themselves. But um, at Art on a Postcard, we have our summer auction coming up, including Jake and Dinos Chapman, Julian Opie, Oda Laval, and the polymath that is Boy George. So, coming soon will be our Series 3 of Art on a Podcast, where I'll be interviewing the participating artists of that forthcoming exhibition. Details about the exhibition can be found on our website, artonapostcard.com. Bidding opens the 25th of June till the 9th of July. And I have to say, I've been having a look through some of the artworks myself and it's such a sort of vibrant exhibition. And it's a real tonic, actually, to um, uh, the other forms of media we're being exposed to at the moment on the news, etc, etc. So, yes, it's a really, really fun exhibition and there's some great work in there. So do check it out. Um, For the last episode today in the Art in the Time of Isolation series... I chatted with the lovely Sarah Pope. Um, I know many of you will be very excited about this um, because whenever we do anything with Sarah, um, there's always so much hype around it. And um, I remember we did um, Art Car Boot Fair with her um, a year or so ago. And as soon as it opened, there were queues. And then as soon as it opened, there was just this big rush of people. Uh, a big stampede to come and get this limited edition print. So um, it was great chatting with Sarah. Um, Sarah started out in fashion and in the media and uh, the glossy worlds in which she started influence her poppy, precise, idealised representations of lips that she's become known for worldwide. In the episode, we talk about what drew her to this subject matter, the process of making them and she gives some advice on creating in lockdown which I think will be great for some of you to hear. Um, Sarah has kindly donated many artworks to us over the years including glittery hand-signed prints of her iconic lip paintings which you can find on our website. Um, Sarah's latest print with us is called I Miss You, a limited edition run of postcards to send to those you are missing at this strange time. She talks about the thoughts behind the creation of this card, which you can pick up on our website. It has been so great and really lovely connecting with all of you the past couple of months in lockdown. And I hope to see you all next series. Um, Okay, so enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Sorry it took me um, a bit long. I had to go to the chemist to pick some things up. No problem. I think everything takes a little bit longer now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So where am I calling you? Where are you at the moment? Um, I'm in my home in Brighton. Oh, okay. So you're nice by the sea. Are you able to 
get out and go for walks and stuff. Yeah, oh my God, that's been such a lifesaver. Um, yeah, I live like maybe 10 minutes walk from the sea. So yeah, I've spent a lot of time just uh, yeah going for walks and even like having uh, very quick dips in the sea. Uh, it's still very cold. Um, but yeah, I, I feel really lucky to be by the sea at this at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. And so what's it like uh, down in Brighton at the moment? Are, are people sort of like meeting up in groups on the beach or is it still pretty Yeah, quiet? yeah, I think that's kind of okay now, you know, that uh, people are meeting, you know, kind of in a socially distanced way in groups. So there's, uh, yeah, lots of people on the beach. I mean, the weather is, is so amazing at the moment, isn't it? So yeah, that's kind of every, everybody makes a beeline for the beach. And yeah, just like lots of people out and about. Um, lots of activity like you know walking around you wouldn't know that anything strange is happening except for you know the queues outside shops for the social distancing thing so yeah 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 um and do you are you someone who's very um you know inspired and in touch with the the environment that you're in does that end up sort of is brighton anywhere in your work kind of thing not in not in what I paint, but definitely in my headspace. Like I find it really conducive to working because I, I find that even though it's like a, a busy place and there's lots of stimulation and stuff going on, it's also quite a calm place. Everything's, you know, I lived in London for lots of years and everything's just like a little bit slower here. Also just sort of simple thing, you know, nature things like the air is super clean, you know, uh, like at the moment, Brighton is so beautiful because it's spring and the whole of Brighton is, is sprouting you know like greenery come bursting up through the, the pavements mm. and in gardens like overflowing and you know I love that and you know my walk or my cycle to my studio is just amongst all this like greenery or by the sea and I think that you know just puts me in a kind of calm um, frame of mind to to do to do work but I don't think there's anything you know I don't think I really bring that you know that kind of nature into my work as such mm, mm. yeah I mean I was reading um that I think you said in an interview something about the texture of the the lips that you do but the the, the shininess to them that there's something in human nature that we're sort of drawn to water so maybe yeah. you being by the sea is almost like <laughs> maybe that's yeah like in a mega way I've been drawn <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's very true I didn't really I didn't like I, I I've sort of developed these things in my paintings such as the you know the light reflection without really knowing why I was doing it and then like later on sort of discovering scientific reasons for for why you know I, I'm doing these things mm. you know uh yeah the reason um yeah we're, we're attracted to things that are shiny is because we are made of mostly water and so we you know that's the principle uh, substance that we need to survive and so you know we're hardwired to uh, be constantly noticing shiny surfaces that could sort of possibly contain water. Wow that's so cool and I think definitely looking at your works you know they're so luscious they just draw you in um, yeah. on, on quite an instinctive level as you say you know you, you yeah. just um, you feel this sort of you feel compelled to towards them and, and sort of um, seduced by them and um, definitely yeah, I think that's my aim so that's good if, if it's all right. <laughs> yeah so I was reading um, uh, on your website and um, your bio and um, I had no idea that you started off 
in maths yeah. um, first. Um, I, mean, that's weird, maths. Isn't it? I sort of can't, can't get my head around it either. But um, yeah, no, and now it's, it, it sort of does make sense to me now because, you know, I realised that, you know, maths is in everything. And, you know, partly what I'm interested in within my painting is beauty and what, what creates something that we perceive to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maths is so much a part of that with all the, you know, the laws of kind of symmetry and proportion and, you know, so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and because you also did a lot of um, fashion designing and shoe designing in particular. Right. Yeah. Um, are you still, is that something you're still doing? No, no, no. I haven't done that for, um, I don't know, maybe four, four or five years now. But yeah, no, I worked in, uh, as a shoe designer for many years and also I worked in magazines. So, um, yeah, I think I've always been interested in and drawn to the subject of, you know, uh, how people express themselves in an aesthetic way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's definitely why I, I, I was working in those industries. And, yeah, it's sort of, I find it fascinating. And I, I think that's definitely a big part of what's, you know, within my painting as well. Yeah, I'd say you've got a killer shoe collection. <laughs> Honestly, it's not. I have, it's not as huge as you'd, you'd think because I'm really fussy. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I have got good, some good shoes. <laughs> um, I still love shoes, even though I'm not designing them. I'm yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I love that your process starts when you're creating the big lips. Yeah. Or, or the small lips as uh, you know or, or in postcard size currently <laughs> um, but as we as your the, the process always starts for you am I right with a with a photo shoot with, with someone in front of you that's correct yeah so I'll, I'll start by um, yeah uh, sort of choosing a model planning what I'm going to do and then I, I do everything within the photo shoot so I'll um, choose the makeup, do the makeup, then I create specific kind of lighting and, and then I'll take lots and lots and lots of photographs, sort of, um, yeah, kind of directing the model to uh, like use their mouth in lots of different ways. Mm, what would be a kind of a mouth direction that you would get? Um, well, sometimes I show like images if it's something specific or maybe it's just to think of a certain thing or like mouths, different words, you know, just to get like a really huge variety of like expression within the model's mouth. Mm, mm. And then what, when you're looking back at the images, what's going to be the image that you pick? Sort of what, what you, do you think always you know you're looking for in in those shoots with that with the models um sometimes it's kind of like that mathematical perfection so if there's if i see a real symmetry or or um i don't know it's it's weird because some, like sometimes you can't really explain it it's just you know if you look at three images you know that okay yeah that's the one that's the one that's compelling mm. and you don't necessarily know why initially but um, yeah, subconsciously, your mind does all these calculations and it understands that that's the image that's most compelling. Mm. But also it's like, you know, what, what, what is it that I want to express with this particular mouth? Whether it, you know, what kind of feeling, is it something that is going to be like feisty? Is it going to be more um, like seductive? Is it going to be quite neutral? You know, it's, it, it's also what emotion it, do I want to trans, transmit? Yeah, yeah. 
That, yeah, and, and, and I think it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I suppose we always have it in our minds that the eyes are the keys to the soul or whatever, but definitely looking at your works, each, you know, each sort of expression, if you like, yeah. tells a different story, which yeah. is kind of fascinating. I, think, I mean, I think that's, you know, a big reason why the mouth is because it is such a focal point of communication, you know. Um, mm. I mean, when you when you interact with someone you are of course, looking at their eyes and that i'd say you know that equally that's a point of communication but also a person's mouth you know um whether it's looking you know whether they're speaking whether you're just looking at their expressions um yeah there's there's so much going on mm. so that i think that's why i've sort of studied it so long yeah and then how do you then take the image and what's the process like of then you know say for instance your huge 3d um lips how how does that process work are you involved in the in the construction of the um the molds um so i've uh i no i didn't actually construct the the molds myself i basically created a um, a plan of exactly what I wanted and worked with a sculptor who um, had just finished her RA education. Um, sorry, I can't remember what school she went to, but um, yeah. And so she created um, the molds for me. Wow. And, and I painted them. And then you hand paint them. Yeah. Wow, that must have been fun to work on. It, on the yeah, way. it was fun to take it into, you know, sort of a sculptural dimension, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from the day to day, obviously, you know, having your history in fashion um, mm. and in the media, um, yeah. in the day to day, kind of what, are, what other kind of uh, inspirations do you take? You know, or are you a real sort of avid magazine reader or, you know, where do you fill your, your head with inspiration? Um, probably Instagram a lot. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't really read magazines too too much, uh, you know, uh, or, or even look at magazines too much anymore. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if they're like a sort of dying format. But um, yeah, I look at a lot of things online, um, and Instagram is a is a huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're fed with so many like creative interesting images mm, mm. but also you know just going to see exhibitions and seeing what what other artists are doing is always kind of really inspiring yeah yeah um it's funny that you mentioned instagram i don't know how much you can talk about this or how much you want to i, mean, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. you might not at all <laughs> but um instagram's are, is she the biggest star on Instagram? The biggest uh, um, influencer, um, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner um, infamously ripped off your lips. Um, your words, no. And right, uh, rightfully, um, you did you reclaim the the rights to the image? Is that right? I actually, I actually signed an NDA, so I can't talk about Okay, it. fair enough, fair enough. I, I did think that that might be the case. Um, but yeah, because um, it, it, it's, it's fascinating how much, uh, y you know, that kind of image, as you say, can, because there's something edgy to it, there's something, you know, it's art, um, mm -hmm. and how much sort of like big brands and fashion brands at the moment, especially, 
I think maybe through Instagram sort of end yeah. up finding these um yeah I think yeah I think that does happen a lot like more and more and I think sometimes even um people maybe even don't even realize that they're you know you you see so much now like so much goes into your visual head that you may even not realize that you've you know that you've copied it from an artist if you if you know what I mean you might yeah. just think it's an idea an idea that's kind of out there in in general but you don't realize that it's someone's specific work I yeah don't, i don't know but yeah it, it is quite strange now how like with you know um internet and apps like instagram you you do absorb so much of what's out there and i'm quite i'm quite glad that like when i started painting i didn't you know i don't i didn't have instagram i didn't look at instagram i don't even know if you did yeah i started mm. painting about 10 years ago um, yeah. And I'm glad I didn't have all that input, to be honest. Mm, definitely, it can be. It can really fill, fill your head with with daunting if you're start, you know, trying to find your own style, or you know, you're trying to find your thing as an artist, like starting out, and you know, you're already full of all this stuff that everyone else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's interesting that you said that you started ten years ago. What what first made you sort of pick up the paintbrush? Um, well, I just finished um, a shoe design job, and um, so I had some. I had some time. I had some kind of paid time, and just you know, it, like even before I finished the job, the shoe job, I kind of I realised that even though I loved designing shoes and it was really creative, and I you know it played into my fascination for you know visual aesthetic communication, it, it just kind of wasn't enough. And I knew that there was something like with with more depth that I wanted to spend my time doing. And I just knew that I, I you know, I just felt compelled to start painting. I had no idea like what it would lead to or yeah, I didn't I, I didn't have any expectations of it. I just knew that I had to kind of start doing it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So did you just did you just wake up, go and buy some paints and just Yeah, pretty go. much. And then just like my, you know, started painting in my kitchen and you know played around for quite a while and then um and then at one point i met another artist near where i was living in london and he had a space um an empty shop space in richmond and asked me you know if we want if i want to put on a, like a diy exhibition with him so i did that mm. and um, i sold three of my lit paintings and um that was kind of like wow that's really surprising you know because my paintings hadn't really kind of left my kitchen at yeah. that point so um I found that really um I found that really interesting that people were kind of engaged by it and it was definitely encouraging that you know because yeah, I'm painting the mouth like I'm, I'm clearly trying to you know express some kind of communication so if people were getting it and getting something from it then that in itself was really interesting and made me want to kind of explore that subject even more mm, yeah I mean yeah people um you know massively connect to your works um you can tell even just you know from the hype around every single print that that we put out i mean we know in-house just how much um people are drawn to them um do, do, why what do you think is the um major grip for people like yourself like i mean i think that you know i have my reasons of why i'm drawn to them but why do you think it touches so many people your work um I don't know. I just think that, you know, the mouth is such a, 
we're so programmed to to focus on people's mouths yeah that's how we communicate and also there's you know there's the element of beauty you know i'm i'm really interested in beauty so i sort of imbue my paintings with what i deem to find you know what i find to be beautiful so you know possibly it's for that reason as well that i i do create them to be attractive mm. um, you know and i use these you know these elements like the light reflection and mm. symmetry and you know these are all things that we're sort of hardwired to be attracted to so maybe um that you know for that reason also yeah beauty's a, a funny one isn't it because mm. obviously there are there are it's so in in many ways it's so subjective and you know throughout time you know we you know there's there's been different sort of trends and things but um, I suppose uh you know the lips have always been you know if you think back to sort of like reading a Shakespeare play and talking about you know rosy full-lipped maybe I mean that isn't a direct quote but you know you can um you know, you can, um, it, 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 maybe there is something almost universal about the attraction of, of lips or instinctual sort of human, I don't know, that goes beyond the, the beauty yeah, standards. Yeah, well, definitely, because I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, it can be a quite sexual thing, can't it? Mm. I mean, that's, you know, your first, possibly first contact is kissing. So, you yeah. know, of course, there's this innate biological thing to be attracted to to the mouth and um yeah and yeah. You know, through the through the ages women have used color and lipstick to kind of enhance that effect mm, yeah yeah um thing actually for through history like even you know even that has had trends and fashions where at some points in history you know just a very slight kind of rosing of the lips was was what was deemed attractive anything else you know a red lip would have basically denoted that you were a prostitute at some right. time. So, you know, you know um, I quite, I'm quite interested in, in that, the kind of history of, of, the, of the use of colour on lips is, is quite fascinating. Mm. Do you wear colour? Yeah, I always wear red. Ah, <laughs> love it. So in the print that you've done for us I absolutely love it and I think it's you know it's such a sweet um and um sort of it seems to be quite almost like quite loving in a way like I feel like it's a very passionate like it's a bit it sort of could be a few things it could be passionate it could be romantic but it it could also be like a hug (laughs) yeah yeah and was that done with lipstick by yourself Hmm, yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, so could you talk us a bit, like, through the card a little bit and sort of, like, what you wanted to do with it and, um, yeah, the sort of, the, the ideas behind it? Well, yeah, well, when Gemma asked me um, if I'd like to do another edition with you to sort of, you know, very sort of relevant to the, the COVID times, mm. um, I kind of, I don't know, I wanted to, like... One of the biggest things about this this period of time, I feel, is the kind of weird disconnection with each other that we've had to um, experience. You know, mm. you know the reasons. Um, and I wanted to sort of do that in a way that was sort of, I don't know, making it into something positive. So you know, I know a lot of 
a lot of people still can't go and visit the people that they love, whether that's that's family or friends or, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever. So I, I just thought it would be such a beautiful thing to create something that you could then send to those people just to kind of let them know and that you're missing them. And that's yeah. kind of my idea really. And I just, I don't know, I love the idea of, you know, you know, when you sort of receive something personal through the post, it's, it can be like a really beautiful thing because um, for that, for somebody to have sent you that, it's, it's like a premeditated, like not in a murder way, but in a, like, you know, <laughs> thought about you way. And they've, they've thought about it, they've organized it, they've sent it to you. So it's, it's like a really beautiful thing. And then you have that thing, which is kind of a constant reminder that that person is thinking of you um, and is missing you. Oh, yeah. That's so, that's so true, so beautiful. I can't wait to um, send one along to my mum. I hope she doesn't listen to this because it'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, then you'd really have to get that together. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think as well what's great about it is it's, you know, it's something that if you, you know, after all this is over, mm. there's going to be so many interpretations of this time that we're just not going to want to engage with any you know visions of people being trapped in their houses and sort of really dark imagery that of course it's important we document it because i mean and also i don't i think for some people it's impossible that they don't because they're that's the nature of their art practice you know kind of documentation yeah but, um i think you know this is something that will transcend that because like you say it's not about the sort of necessarily the dark dismal stuff that can be that can that this time you know can and for some does uh, um sort of emerge it's yeah. it's the side of like as you say sending things to each other caring for each other um and missing someone and longing them um well it's like they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and i think that'll always be a lovely reminder um definitely and you, you we, we take a lot of things for granted until they're taken away and you know this this time has sort of highlighted how important it is to just spend kind of physical time with with you, people you know it's you can have like a million zoom phone calls but it's just not the same as being in someone's physical presence um yeah. that you can even just be in their physical presence and not even speaking and it's you know that something just gets lost in the digital translation I think. absolutely yeah i, I think um when when everyone started zooming at the beginning of this, I was really on board with it, and now it just makes me miss the pub. I'm just like, oh, this isn't normal. <laughs> it's not right. It's not normal. It's a substitute, and it's you know, we, we, it's good that we have technology, mm. but it's not. It, it, it's not um, a complete substitute. Yeah. So I think receiving that physical object in your hands, mm. you know, something to actually yeah. engage with on a physical exactly. level. It's yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So are you, um, have you got anything, um, I mean, I know this, this time has put a stop in loads of people's plans. So um, but do, are you able to sort of keep creating? Do you have any projects you're working on at the moment? Um, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, just as lockdown was starting, I got a lot of stuff brought over from my studios so that I could continue painting. Right. Um, I had like a couple of commissions that I just started, so I've, I've just been working on them. Um, I'm, uh, you yeah, know, it's been nice as well just to have this time to kind of, you know, 
play around with things. I've been playing around a lot more with colour, actually, you know, because I've, I've been kind of drawn to quite specific colours like red. Um, mm -hmm. But now I've been, you know, playing around with lots more other colours and I'm quite liking, um, like making little sort of mini color groups because you know the way that like if you have one color uh, on its own it, I might not find that color appealing or attractive but when I put it like in this group surrounded by these three other colors it totally changes my perception mm. of that color so um so yeah I've been playing yeah. that, that bit um, yeah kind of a relational thing yeah. between colors the way that colors play interplay with each other when they're together yeah that sounds fascinating and it's so great that um you know you're able to have your things with you in order to to create and stay creative I, mean, I, think, I think i've stayed sane because i can do that every day you know yeah yeah so what kind of um advice would you give um to some of our listeners who are maybe struggling with um keeping creative um at the moment um during I lockdown I, mean, I would say i mean maybe the biggest thing is like just try not put too much pressure on yourself I mean, yeah. I, think, I think everybody has felt the real need to be busy and productive and use mm -hmm. this time. But yeah. like, I would say just don't just take the pressure off. If you do not feel like doing, any, doing anything, you just feel like going for a walk in the park or, you know, whatever, just do that. You know, mm. <laughs> there's always time to get back to it if, if you're not feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I know I kind of had high hopes that I would have finished this play that I'm writing and it's just not yeah. happening but I was uh it's kind of strange isn't it because I, th I think before lockdown you know looking at Instagram could be a place where you'd be like okay right everyone's really kind of putting their best face on and, and showing how productive they're being yeah. and you'd think with lockdown it'd be like okay we can take some time to sort of wind down off of that crazy yeah. level of productivity yeah. but actually it's kind of increased I think yeah no definitely but you know with this 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 period of time is like it's so you, you know you're not in a great headspace but yeah. some of the time you know I mean I know personally like just like had quite you know mood swings like this there's days where I felt kind of really bleak and yeah. you know it's so it's it's kind of not the best headspace to be you know you're most inspired yeah yeah and i think you're right you know it because it people are experiencing sort of um writer's blocks or or um kind of creative blocks with yeah. people who are usually being quite creative and i think what you're saying is really true is a bit of advice it's like you know just don't if you try and force it every day you're just going to have this thing hanging over you and then you're in no position to create yeah be, make yourself really depressed and stressed yeah definitely well Sarah it's been so lovely chatting with you and um, thank you so much for giving the time um as I said I, I think your your work is you know stunning and, and I also think we're really grateful for you know all of the prints and you know half the proceeds going to the charity is yeah, it's um, always a pleasure to do these little postcard editions i love i love the size and the format there's something beautiful about when you reduce something to a postcard it's i love it yeah yeah oh that's great well yeah thanks so much and take care um i'm looking forward to seeing um what you come out with next <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. See you, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Art on a Podcast.
To find out more about anything in today's episode, go to artonapostcard.com and be sure to follow us on all our social channels at Art on a Postcard. Goodbye!